Hi everyone, my name is Rob Maiolo and welcome to episode number 9 of the High Hakiki Podcast, a podcast about industry, entrepreneurship, and life from a person that sucks at all three. I am doing this podcast for like the seventh time because <laughs> I am at the uh, University of Toronto kind of grounds and there's like a million kids around and people keep walking by and I feel like a dope talking to myself on a podcast um, so I've kind of just said, fuck it, and I'm just going to keep talking. And you might hear some people walking by, and you might hear a kid running around, but, uh, eh, whatever, fuck it. I did move away from the kids, though. I felt like kind of a creep, just like <laughs> standing in the corner talking to a mic with my beard. Um, I am doing this on my lunch break at, uh, at my day job. And I wasn't going to do it. I was just going to plow through work and go home and do it, but uh, uh, the people I'm working with are just driving me fucking insane. Just driving me insane. They just keep talking about the World Cup. And the World Cup is that time of year. There's a few times of the year. World Cup and I guess Euro Cup. Uh, and then playoffs. Those are the big ones. We're just the fucking best buy Bass Pro Shop morons come out and then start start talking about the sport. So they start talking about Portuguese football like they fucking like they go to brunch with Ronaldo. Just ugh, and they don't fucking stop and they talk about the scenarios and the statistics and ugh. And it's fine. Like I'm into sports too, but like after a while, it's like, all right, buddy, can you just can you just stop it? It gets annoying after a while. Um, there's a, there's a guy walking by looking at me weird, but I don't care. This is a part of creating content. You want to start your own business. You got to talk to yourself. Look like a weirdo. He was popping gum too, which is like top three annoying things people do is pop gum. All right. I'm going to stop shitting on people. Um, yeah. Hi. Sorry. This is a, I'm recording this on a Tuesday. Sorry. I missed the Monday. Uh, was that the, uh, was that a trailer? with my buddies over the weekend um with my three two buddies from high school one buddy from elementary school uh out in Aurelia for anyone who's from kind of the Ontario region it's a great time uh I think trailers are very underrated when people think of a trailer they think of like trailer park boys and it's you know it was nice it was had a bedroom a little dock uh you know a barbecue had everything you needed it was a great fucking time we went to Casino Rama, and I was reminded of why I hate casinos. Um, when I was in university, I did a report, I guess kind of like a final, um, they call it dissertations, but that makes it sound way more intense than it actually is. Uh, did a report, I guess, on the effects of casinos on society and kind of weighing the economic benefit with the, um, I guess, those sociological quote-unquote damage it can do to to a society um and one thing i did find from my unqualified research is the the problem with the debate is casinos when they make money they definitely make money like it's on paper a casino makes a billion dollars they get taxed at 10 percent the government makes government makes a hundred million dollars and that's that definitely happened but if crime rates go up by 7% in that city, 
well, maybe it was the casino, but it could have been this, it could have been that, and there's a million ways to point at it, and it's tough to definitively prove that it was correlated to the casino, even though uh, in studies done across the United States, across several counties, uh, every time there was a casino, over the same amount of time, about three years after the casino was built, the same crimes went up roughly in the same amount of percentages. So yes, they're, they're correlations, but they're pretty strong and definitive correlations. But when you're Las Vegas Sands, or when, and you pay lobbyists hundreds of millions of dollars to, to argue in the courts, you're going to get your casino approved. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, so I went, even with all that knowledge, I still went to a casino. <laughs> even, though I, even though I know that they're pretty overall bad for society. Um, I, I bet 40 bucks. I'm not a big gambler. If I go to a casino and I spend $100, 80 of it's on booze and 20 of it's on gambling. So, um, whatever. I saw a dog walker go by. She had eight dogs on her. Like, what if they all went crazy? I, like, you put a lot of faith in that dog. But, yeah, I'm sure she's doing nice things. So, yeah, I went to the, the casino. That was fun. And the cottage with my buddies. That was fun. Uh, we actually went to the beach, which was great. And I didn't realize, I kind of noticed this in Spain and Portugal, and I noticed it here as well i didn't realize they've been working on women's bikinis like it's the thing that's going to get us off fossil fuels <laughs> like they just the the bikini bottom that goes above the hip is a game changer it has turned 70 pound women into kylie jenner just by changing the angle on the strap of the bikini it is crazy all right. Not only is I sound like a jerk and I sound like a creeper. This is great. All right. Let's uh, let's get into some sort of substance here. Substance. Um. One one thing that I found beneficial <clears throat> is doing the whole work at your day job, uh, side hustle at home, doing things that I'm doing right now, like using your lunch. Uh, your lunch or your break to kind of make something work um, like to do something for your for your business kind of like doing how I'm doing a podcast now uh, it's a huge help some people will so I'm not a big fan of like taking away from the resources of the company I work for to help with the um, to help with the side business like that's uh, there's people that do that all the time I'm not a big fan of that what I am a big fan of is just like like crushing your lunch at your desk and working kind of through the through like your eating and then using that hour half an hour um lunch break to do something productive so sometimes i'll go to the library um library is it library or library lie lie whatever um <laughs> uh to do some research or i'll go visit some stores and look at some of the other products or i'll do something like this where i create a podcast um, these dogs are like manhandling this woman. Like, is she a professional? If you have a white dog right now at Tuesday at uh, three thirty in Toronto, it might it might be in trouble because this this woman is getting her ass handed to her. Oh, she's getting all the dogs to sit down at once. That's awesome. Okay, sorry. So, yeah, using I guess trying to make the most of your time uh, is something that I've found really beneficial. Um, also, I've noticed, so somehow this podcast is, I guess through Instagram, has kind of crossed paths into my day job where I'll be at work 
just like working away and I'll get a message or an email from someone I work with saying, oh man, that's a great, this is a great podcast or I really like this or you should think about changing that. And people are at my work are starting to, I guess, uh, recommend things I can do to help improve the business. And it's, and it's a real trip because when it's, um, when it's just the side hustle, it's kind of, it never really moves into your day, uh, like your day job or like your real life, unless you tell someone, but when you, what is this woman doing? I'm sorry, she's like incredibly distracting. I need to like look away. She's trying to get a picture of all the dogs sitting. And this one little dog keeps standing up and like fucking everything up. Oh no, she dobs them. Man, this is a shit show. I could be a dog walker at this point. I'm scared of dogs. Um, yeah, it, it's weird to have your day job and your side hustle start merging into worlds because it feels a lot more real. And all of a sudden, it's starting to not feel like a side hustle. It's starting to feel like I'm kind of have two full-time jobs. And the people from my day job are starting to contribute to my full-time job that I do from kind of five to nine. And it's, and it's a real trip. It's a real trip to, to have people around you starting to help validate what you're doing contribute to what you're doing um and also and also make you feel really good about what you're doing and and uh make you feel i guess a lot more legitimate than just going home and like bullshitting around in your kitchen and trying to make products it it feels a lot more uh substantial so it's it's great and i'm really happy that um i'm really thankful for the people in my day job that are that are helping me out and um, and supporting the cause, and it's funny, I used to, I guess when I was in high school, even early college, there's this mentality, and I guess part of it's in, like, the music community, and part of it's, um, I don't know where it comes from, but this, like, mentality of, I gotta prove my haters wrong, one thing I've learned is, like, I don't actually have any haters there's no haters to prove wrong it's just me kind of like trying to build a business or whatever and there's no one saying oh man you're shit or like yo fuck you rob like you can't do this like everyone's just really awesome and supportive and having that like chip on your shoulder of i gotta prove these people wrong i mean it might help motivate but you spend I feel like you waste a lot of energy, like, trying to quote-unquote prove them wrong, when there's no one really to prove wrong. Everyone, from what I've seen, is on my side. They're on my team, they're trying to contribute to what I'm doing, they're trying to make it better, they're trying to support me, they're asking how things are, excuse me, they're asking how things are going, and it's, and it's funny because when you realize that you don't actually have any haters, there might be some people that talk shit on the sidelines, but let them stay on the sidelines. When you realize that you don't actually have any haters, then that source of motivation kind of goes away. And then you have to be... Then you realize that no one actually gives a fuck. There's no haters. 
there's people who like you and are supporting you, but in terms of like, I got to be motivated because I got to prove these people wrong, that doesn't really exist. So you got to become self, I guess, like self-motivating and self-sustaining and do things for better reasons than, oh, I got to, I got to show them. I got to show that teacher in high school that called me stupid, or I got to show that girl that did this, or I got to show that guy that did this. Um, All of a sudden, those all go away, and it's just you trying to do you for the sake of doing you. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's it's an interesting kind of, I guess, realization that I've come to is um, everyone's on my team, so why not use that positive energy and motivate yourself going forward as opposed to trying to use negative energy to I don't even know what I was trying to do at that point but to try and I guess push you forward uh, so you could stick it in their face and maybe because I'm a small fish there's no one like there's no one really shitting on me there's no one really saying oh I can't do it maybe if I had a YouTube video with like a hundred thousand views and you dig in the comment section then I'm sure there's gonna be there's gonna be haters in there for sure and maybe at that point it'd be like, okay, I gotta prove these people wrong, or I gotta show them this, or I gotta show them that. But for now, it's everyone around me is awesome. Other than the people walking by me right now, giving me a weird look, and that creepy dog walker lady, uh, everyone kind of seems to be on my team. So it's it's pretty, it's been really cool, um, and it's been really awesome. Um, as far as Hikiki specifically, uh, I am having the classic struggle of not knowing what to work on and when so I've been fortunate enough to find a graphic designer to help me make uh, a few logos so what I'm I don't know if I talked about this before but I'll reiterate it I'm working on the formula for a pomade I'm on I think the third sample now I have a feeling it's going to be a motherfucker to, to try and get right. Um, the, just the ratios of ingredients are the littlest change will make the biggest difference on the end product. Uh, so testing and learning is becoming difficult um, because you got to just keep going, keep going. I went through the same thing with the beard oil. I think it was like 20 some odd samples before I landed on it. Um, and I forgot how, ten, how kind of difficult that process can be. So I'm working on the pomade now. Um, I have, I think I have a pretty good uh, formula for the lip balm where I'm confident that I can do a couple more tweaks and then uh, get it out to the world. And then the uh, shampoo bar, which is going to be a a shampoo bar for your hair and and your beard as well. Um, That's pretty much done because I just import the raw product and then I kind of melt it down and mix it with some of the oils from the beard oil uh, and that kind of helps with the drying so with Af- uh, so there's a, a product called black African soap um, and it's great and it's all naturally made and imported from Ghana and it's awesome uh, one of the I guess downturns is it has a drying effect on skin and hair which is why I'm mixing it with the oils uh, so that'll really help um, kind of make it a, a complete product as well um so i have those three products and i'm i'm working with a designer to create the logos and i'm kind of 
brainstorming with myself on what the packages are going to look like. But then it it's that classic, how much time do I spend with the designer? How much time do I spend on packaging? How much time do I spend on product development? Uh, and it, how do you, I guess, balance those three to, to I guess, create the best outcome? Um, and one thing that I've... So going through the journey and the process of trying to perfect that, one thing that's really helped me, not just with product development, but with working on Hakiki at all, is with your day job, it's easy to work on it. Like It's easy to get to work when you're at your day job because you're literally at your day job. You'll walk into your office, you'll log onto your computer, and you'll be answering emails under that persona of X person at X company. But with your quote-unquote side hustle it's you never you never take off like you're always working type thing you're always on the clock and then with that you never actually sit down and buckle down and think no I'm gonna crush this for the next x amount of hours because in your head it's almost as if you're always working so one thing that's helped me is I'll when I get home and I have time to work on Hakiki, I'll, I guess, figuratively or in my head, clock into work. So I'll, like, punch a time card and be like, I am working at Hakiki right now. This is the work I'm doing, and I'm going to, I check in at, you know, 7 p.m., and I'm not finished until midnight. So for the next five hours, I am working as the product developer for Hakiki. So I'm going to take it super seriously because I'm at work right now. Whereas I think a trap that some people fall in and and by some people I mean me a hundred million times over is you just always feel like you're working so you never really sit down and buckle down and say, oh, I'm at work right now. You just feel like, oh, I'm just doing my side hustle. I'll kind of do it until I get tired. But you never... I guess you never take it as seriously as you would your day job, which is tragic because you should be working on that as if not more seriously, especially if you're trying to convert your side hustle into your full-time job. You should be working at it 10 times uh, more seriously than you are at your day job. Um, And I I self-admittedly have not been doing that. So kind of putting myself in the mentality of, I'm checked in at Hikiki. Let's work on it. Um, that lets me take it more seriously for those five hours. And then I can apply the same principles that I do at my day job to um, Hikiki. So the same principles in terms of prioritization and creating tasks. And, okay, I need to do this for the next hour. This needs to get out the door. I need to make sure I'm working on this. I need to provide an update to this person on this event. All those kind of skills that you take for granted at your day job, prioritization, um, communication, uh, making sure you're getting back to people, you can then apply those to your side hustle because it's not just a side hustle, you're at your second job and you're taking it damn seriously because you're checked in for five hours and you're making it work. Um, So that's been helping me a lot and I'm going to kind of see how that goes and give you guys updates on, on where that goes, but it's been helping me a lot. Um, where am I now? 19 minutes. I always, every time I start a podcast, I'm like, man, 20 minutes, what am I going to talk about? 
and then I blink and I'm at 20 minutes and I'm not, I'm not even done talking about what I want to talk about. Um, I guess if I didn't shit on people for the first 10 minutes of this podcast, I, ha- I would have had more time. Anyway, um, that's the beauty about doing it every week. There's, there's always more time. So, pump of the week this week. Uh, much exciting. Much excite uh, for my boy M. Dimes. His second mixtape uh, called Stranger Things. Uh, 10, I think it's 10 tracks um, of absolute pure fire. Uh, a lot of great features with some local Toronto rappers. Uh, got a female rapper on there, which is awesome. Uh, I'm calling her the Toronto Nicki Minaj. Um, yeah, great. Just as always with Mike, spent a lot of time finding great beats, spent a lot of time uh, writing great lyrics, and spent a lot of time recording it over and over and over and over and over until it got fucking perfect. And I think he once again crushed it. Uh, I'm going to put the the link in the description of this podcast, but it's on Spotify, on iTunes, Apple Music, um, everywhere you get music. These fucking dogs, shut up. Uh, everywhere you get music. Uh, so check it out. Uh, his name's M Dimes, M D Y M E Z, uh, and the uh, the album is called Stranger Things. I'm gonna try and get him on this podcast. I gotta figure out a way to get two people on this podcast without both of us like huddling around this little microphone and like making out because um, Mike would like that too much. Ha! Um, so yeah, well, uh, I'm. Hey, fuck, sorry, I'm back. This group of tourists walked by and asked me to take their picture, so <laughs> of course that's how it works. Um, yeah, M-Dime, Stranger Things, make sure you check it out. Link in the description. Uh, that's all I got for you this week. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, take care. We'll talk soon. Bye.